This is Exploring the Faith with Radio Maria England. Today and next week, I am Helena and I'll be presenting Exploring the Faith while Father Sam has uh, some time of rest. Thank you for joining us here on Radio Maria England. Exploring the Faith is going to be looking at the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church's teachings, and sharing, exploring a bit more of it. And today you get perspective from someone from the laity. We get blessed by hearing uh, the priest's teachings, by we have uh, Sister Gemma on questions of faith. Uh, we've got Father Gabriel Kite on Road to Emmaus. And we've also are blessed so much by our partnership with the Dominicans in Cambridge at Blackfriars. But Radio Maria England really, really loves and holds so dear the laity of the church which might be you, which, which is me, definitely. I am a catechist at St. Lawrence's Parish in Cambridge, uh, England. I help prepare the confirmation students. So I, I do have some training, some knowledge. I've not gone to theological school. <laughs> I have a degree in theater. Um, but I do have a love of the Lord and, uh, and a spirit of evangelization, which many, many people have in the church nowadays. And it's beautiful. And we at Radio Maria England want to help nourish that seed of evangelization. As Sister Gemma shares with us many times in our baptism, we are baptized to be priest for the Lord. And I'm so privileged to be presenting exploring the faith this week and next week this week i'm i'm doing a bit of cheating because i have to do this also for the confirmation students but i'm going to be chatting about prayer how to pray i'll be guided through ucat ucat is a publication that's been made by the catholic church uh reverend sean corkery and Marian Nee, oh, I'm going to, I'm not even going to pronounce that last name because it's probably wrong, um, uh, has helped create this UCAT group, UCAT Foundation, that helps support catechists in leading confirmation students and getting them prepared. Uh, Cardinal, what's his name? Cardinal Schornborn? It's, ah, uh, Christoph Cardinal Schornborn, who's the Archbishop of Vienna, uh, is a huge fan of this UCAT. If you're in East Anglia, Bishop Alan Hopes is also a huge, huge fan of UCAT. Uh, UCAT, which is spelled Y-O-U-C-A-T, they provide their confirmation candidates with um, a guide, a handbook for them that is very much an explorative book that asks questions of the confirmation candidate as well as help provide teaching from scriptures and from the catechism to support their faith. UCAT also creates a, a youth catechism that is the catechism of the Catholic Church that takes the language and modernizes it and hopefully makes it more accessible for people of all ages. I love my UCAT catechism book and have found myself turning to that more than the big giant catechism of the Catholic church. Um, 
I, I don't want to say it's because it talks my language, but it just, it, it sums up what I need in the answers. And if I need more, I can go to the bigger book. <laughs> if I need more, I can also go to my sponsor or to my priest or to my fellow parishioners. UCAT also creates a youth prayer book. And I had only recently discovered this um, two years ago because uh, when we were presenting how to pray for our confirmation students, I wanted something a with more Catholic prayers for youth. Uh, I've got, uh, I, I kept thinking, oh, is this just my way? Am I indoctrinating my confirmation kids with how I pray? So I wanted to have some other great examples. And this book was great for them and has been great for me as well. Uh, you can find the UCAT book in in most of your Catholic stores. I believe they sell it at the Pilgrim Shop at the Our Lady, uh, at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham. Uh, but uh, you can also find it online. They have their own website, and they also have uh, what else? They also, I think it's also on Amazon. But I would go to a, your local Pilgrim Shop before going to Amazon. Nothing against Amazon, but support your local selves. Pope Benedict Sixteenth had said about the UCAT book, let us learn to pause longer before God who revealed himself in Jesus Christ. Let us learn to recognize his voice that calls us and leads us back to the depths of our existence, to the source of life, to the source of salvation to enable us to go beyond the limitations of our life and to open ourselves to God's dimension, to the relationship with him, which is infinite love. And he signs off saying, yes, UCAT is a great program. And so that's the, that is the, for your reference, those are the books I'm looking to today to sharing this episode of Exploring the Faith. So I'm going to start off with a prayer because that's what this episode's about, prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. is a relationship with God, which flourishes, which grows, which matures through mutual sharing. It is a relationship. In prayer, for me, I, well, in prayer in general, you get to talk with God as if you're talking 
to a close friend or a loving parent. And those are two important ideas of a relationship and they're different as well. You talk differently to your parents than you do to your friends. So in your prayer life, it, it changes with your relationship with God. Right now, my children who are eight and six and two, they speak to God as if in the same relationship as a loving parent. Dear God, please help. Dear God. Da, 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 da. But as you mature in your relationship and as you mature in your relationship with God, I pray and I hope that it, it evolves into a relationship with a close friend in which you can share your thoughts and your feelings, your hopes, your fears and your worries. The UCAT book says, prayer is the great gate leading into faith. Someone who prays no longer lives on his own or for himself and by his own strength. Through prayer, he knows there is a God to whom he or she can talk. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states, The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God. So that desire is already within us, is already a part of us because we are made by God, for God. So that want to communicate, that want to have a relationship is already part of our blood and our bones. The catechism continues on and says, whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with ours. Now, in order to be able to pray, it is important to know that God takes the initiative in the life of prayer. And this is something that many of us forget, especially as we grow older. Perhaps we weren't taught this even. But it is God that is taking the initiative in this prayer. And we need to, by knowing this, it enables us to overcome any hesitancy, any we may have in approaching the gift that is God's presence. It's, it belongs to God to initiate prayer in the human heart. And the catechism says, our own, our own first step is always a response to that, to God initiating prayer. Scripture states in James chapter four, the nearer you go to God, the nearer he will come to you. You've got that call. God initiates it. He's calling you. Helena! Hello, what? Yes, God? Yes? Yes? And then it takes me 
physically or mentally coming closer to him to have that prayer initiate. He calls out and then we like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the time it might be out of curiosity. And many, many times, and I know you know this, it could be from a need, a want or a cry for help. You're lost, you're searching, you're wondering, you're, you hear, <gasps> you hear your name. And then you go because you need that relationship. In the UCAT, it shares that praying does not mean listening to yourself speaking. Praying means coming, calming down and being still and waiting until you hear God. Now, the Old Testament is a rich, it's a rich school of prayer, which continues. It was written so long ago, but it continues to this day to nourish and guide the church. From the Old Testament, uh, Christians learnt how to listen to God. Abraham, he's the perfect example of how to listen to God and then how to act on what God says. In Moses teaches us how to speak to God. And in the Psalms, <laughs> we learn how to praise God. And we see in Jesus' own life in the New Testament how important that prayer is and how it's so rooted, how it, it's embodied in the Old Testament. And even more in the New Testament, we learn how prayer is fully revealed and realized in Jesus. Christian tradition helps all of us learn more and, and create um, an atmosphere, a time, a place, a physical way to pray. And I'm going to share coming up soon some five main forms of prayer. This is Radio Maria England, and this is Exploring the Faith. This week, you've got me, Helena, sharing with you about prayer. I'm a catechist, and uh, I lead the confirmation group at St. Lawrence Parish in Cambridge. And today, I'm bringing you some ways of prayer that's taught through the UCAT, Y-O-U-C-A-T. It helps lead confirmation candidates through the process, learning deeper about their faith, and it also guides the catechists that teach. I'm using the youth prayer book and also the uh, companion guide for the catechists that teach UCAT. So all you other confirmation catechists, or if you're teaching confirmation, you're like, I know what she's talking about. 
If you'd like to find these books yourself, they do sell them at uh, bookshops, at Pilgrim Bookshops. The bookshop at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham sells these books. Um, and many Christian bookstores do. You can also find it online at their website, UCAT. And you can also buy it on Amazon. But I am saying it here. Shop local. We've been talking about prayer and how it is a relationship with God. God initiates the prayer, initiates the relationship, and we draw ourselves closer to him. Now, Christian tradition speaks of five main forms of prayer. There's blessing and adoration, petition, asking, intercession, asking for others, coming and interceding for us, thanksgiving, and praise. In order to pray, you must have the will to pray. So we've got those five basic forms, which we're going to go into deeper soon. But to start off, you've got to have the will to pray. The Catholic Church's catechism states, it's not enough that we know what scripture reveals about prayer, but we've also got to learn how to pray. And this begins at a very, very young age. We, we have to look for teachers to teach us how to pray. Some of those teachers can be the saints who have always been models for prayers sharing their words or their actions with us. And the saints have such a, a diverse and various kind of charisms that all point to the center of the faith and devotion to God. The Holy Spirit is the interior teacher who helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit will always be in our hearts, of all of our hearts, for people that pray. Let's look at a little bit more about the structure of prayer. It helps to set a regular time for prayer each day. Struggles and distractions are common for anything, uh, common in the workplace, <laughs> common in doing schoolwork, common in doing housework. There's so many distractions. And the same is true for prayer. There's been an acceptance uh, among Christian spiritual masters, if you want to call them that, the need to set apart specific times which are dedicated to prayer. Times which is set aside for the presence of God. Most Christians pray at least in the morning, uh, at mealtimes, and in the evening. Our church has the, uh, the divine office, the prayers of the church, which you can listen to. Uh, Radio Maria England had a lovely series presented by Father Ewan Marley about these different prayers. Morning prayer, 
office of readings, midday prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer. So if you do want to check out even more deeper about these prayers for the church, uh, it's available as a podcast on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, Go check out our website, radiomariaengland.uk, and you can hear more about that. I'm not going to go into that because I he's the expert. But it is good to know that most Christians, first thing in the morning, it might be their prayer. Last thing before bed, it might be their prayer and mealtimes. If I'm completely honest with you, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, those are pretty much uh, the prayers that I've got with my family. And we do it as a family. And my sons see it happening hopefully installing this rhythm in their life, this acceptance that that's what happens. I've got my relationship with God. I've got to start my day, end my day. Oh, and you've always got to bless the food. (laughs) Food is a very important part (laughs) of my life and my family life. Mother Teresa says, prayer is difficult, If you do not really know how you should pray. To be able to pray, we must learn to be silent. People who can pray are people who love silence. I hope that's encouraging to you. Um, It is encouraging to my family uh, because as they're growing, they're still learning the words that Even just connecting words with their emotions and what they know is tough. And as I said at the beginning of this program, it is God who initiates prayer. So silence, listening to him, should be an important part of the prayer time. There are three main ways to pray. Vocal prayer, meditation, and contemplative player. In all of these, it's important to have a recollection of your heart, to have your heart to look within yourself and see what's on your heart. Some non-Christian expressions of prayer encourage a person to focus on created things in the absence of divine revelation. Because they don't have God to focus on, they might suggest focus on a wave or on the horizon. Other non-Christians speak of a process of concentration that seeks to reach a mental void. That's not prayer. One, it's not a process. It's a relationship. It's a dialogue between you and God. And there's no mental void. We've got that Holy Spirit within us, bringing our thoughts, our joys, our worries to God, interceding for us. So even if we don't have the words, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us to God. And then still others, non-Christians, adopt a course of meditation on oneself on and on one's feelings. Let's sit and think about how I'm feeling. What's on my mind? And there is a bit of that in our relationship with God, in our prayer of God. We 
we are humans. We do have that naturalistic instinct to persevere ourselves. But our Christian, our, our Christian way of prayer is a relationship. Even when you're speaking to uh, your physical mother, telling her what you need, I, I, I need this, I need that, da, 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 I, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. In our prayer, remember that time of silence to let your mother respond, to let God respond. Uh, otherwise, you might not hear the answers of the questions you may have. And Christian prayers always begin by placing ourselves in the presence of the most holy trinity. And this is something so beautiful for the Catholic, for Catholics and for Christians to begin with the holy trinity in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When in in sports games, you'll see people crossing themselves. Going into battle, you'll see people crossing themselves. Bringing the Holy Trinity into their... Thank you, God, for my score. Thank you, God, for getting me. Oh, God, come help me. I'm about to do something scary. Bringing the Holy Trinity and starting it for prayer. Vocal prayer um, can use words. Here we go back into the different things. Uses words of praise or thanksgiving, sorrow, and asking for help. When we pray with words, uh, silently or aloud in a group, and most of that time it's a, a written down formula, perhaps a rosary or perhaps a divine mercy chaplet or even just the Our Father, we should make every effort Make sure we stay focused in mind and in heart and be aware of God being present. The Catholic Church's catechism says, in God's present presence, external praying becomes an eternal action, a prayer of the heart. Prayer is internalized for the extent that we become aware of him to whom we speak. Thus, vocal prayer becomes an initial form of contemplative prayer. Meditation is an exercise of prayerful reflection in which we seek to understand a certain part of our faith or purpose of the Christian life. The Catholic Church's uh, catechism says, we're usually helped by books, and Christians uh, have many of them. We've got scripture, the gospels, holy icons, liturgical texts of the day or of the season, writings of the spiritual fathers, uh, St. Ignatius, St. Ignolia, works of spirituality, and history, and our saints. Contemplation is very intimate, especially with God. The Catechism calls it, it is a gaze of faith fixed on Jesus 
an attentiveness to the word of God, silent love. When all three of these prayer expressions are taken as a whole, vocal prayer, meditation, contemplation, it presents the pathway for the life of Christian prayer. And through these, God can speak to all our senses as an answer, our body and soul. So this has been, this has been exploring the faith with Radio Maria England. We have, I, I encourage you to join us next week as we continue looking at prayer, looking at certain prayers such as the Our Father and the Rosary. This program is available as a rebroadcast and also as a podcast on Radio Maria England. And now let's end prayer with the glory be. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thank you for joining me here on Radio Maria England and exploring the faith.